Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your hey, Andrew. Hello, Edwin. Good to be in Psalm 40 again. Yeah, I just so happen to be sitting here with a Bible open to it. No kidding. <laughs> Why would you be doing that? Same reason I'm wearing a headset and a microphone, I guess. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and read that from the New American Standard? Sounds me. great. I got it from the New American Standard. You're you're removing all the mystery out of this. Sorry. Yes, this, the New American Standard, 95. For the choir director, a psalm of David. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He brought me up out of the pit of destruction, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock, making my footsteps firm. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and will trust in the Lord. How blessed is the man who has made the Lord his trust and has not turned to the proud nor to those who lapse into falsehood. Many, O Lord my God, are the wonders which you have done and your thoughts toward us. There is none to compare with you. If I would declare and speak of them, they would be too numerous to count. Sacrifice and meal offering you have not desired. My ears you have opened. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, Behold, I come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. I have proclaimed glad tidings of righteousness in the great congregation. Behold, I will not restrain my lips. O Lord, you know, I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great congregation. You, O Lord, will not withhold your compassion from me. Your loving kindness and your truth will continually preserve me. For evils beyond number have surrounded me. My iniquities have overtaken me so that I am not able to see. They are more numerous than the hairs of my head, and my heart has failed me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. Make haste, O Lord, to help me. Let those be ashamed and humiliated together who seek my life to destroy it. Let those be turned back and dishonored who delight in my hurt. Let those be appalled because of their shame who say to me, Aha! Aha! Let all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let those who love your salvation say continually, The Lord be magnified. Since I am afflicted and needy, let the Lord be mindful of me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O oh my God. When I was a kid, my favorite song, uh, worship song, was Love Lifted Me. Really? So what every, was the what was the appeal of that song to you? I have no idea. I just I loved it. I don't know, maybe it was because I, I knew that it was from the story of Peter or I thought of Peter being in the water and just lifting him up and uh I, I really don't remember what it was about it as a kid that just really attracted I mean and I mean like like little kid, like as yeah. you know, four, five, six. I remember that. And I remember the first time I ever got asked to lead singing and I was like, nope, I ain't doing that. Like get somebody all. else. Okay. Yeah, yeah, get somebody else. And my dad pulled me aside and said, you know, Edwin, I would, uh, I would, uh, you know, I, I don't want to force you. And I would normally like support you and you're saying this is not what you want to do, but you actually have a song you could lead. 
Oh. You, you've got a song that you've been singing your entire life. I, I think you could lead it. You, you should get up there and lead Love Lifted Me. So that was actually the first song I ever led also okay. for a public worship assembly. Right. When we read this first couple of verses of Psalm 40, it makes me think of that. I, I do yeah. think that it's anchored I sinking in... sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But, but the, the master, master of, of the sea, sea heard my despairing cry, from the waters lifted me, now safe am I. Yeah, Love lifted me. And... Just that picture of Peter sinking in the water. So I know that song is not based on this psalm. I think it is based on the, or maybe it's a mixture. I don't know. But I, I've always envisioned it as, as Peter. I tell you what, I don't every, get off the every translation here, we have read has retained this uh, mire or sinking mire. Sinking in the mire. And that is, ve- yeah, that very much goes along with that, that yeah. hymn, Love Lifting Picking me. me up, setting me on the rock. Although I will say this, when I think about getting mired, uh, it's it's not just... The water and ocean sinking, but you know I'm I'm in the mud. Something's holding me down. It's yeah. like it's like quicksand. It's like bog. Very difficult to get out of that because my legs are encumbered with it. Right, and I need the love that lifts me, which yeah. is the Lord. Yeah. Speaking of songs, speaking of old songs, speaking of songs from my childhood or maybe my teen years. Do you think Sinead O'Connor was thinking about the Lord when she sang her song? <laughs> well, now it's possible. <laughs> Uh, nothing a, compares to you. I mean, it's a, right there. Oh, oh, nothing compares to you. None can compare with you. It's right like, there in verse five. She was a she was a, a complex character, and uh, you I, know, with the whole Protestant, Catholic, Irish, there was a lot going on there. But I've I've but thought you're of right. That song. Nothing compares to you. I've thought of that song every day as we've gone through verse five. I tried not to mention it, but I had to. <laughs> <laughs> So from Love Lifted Me to Sinead O'Connor. Which was actually written by Prince. No way, nothing really? Com- yeah, nothing compares to you. That is, wow, I would not have thought that at all. So let's talk about the psalm itself now that we've mentioned all the songs that have impacted us as youth. There's a statement here in the psalm about, uh, it's written about me and the scroll of the book. What's that all about? Okay, as a Christian, the first thing I want to say is, it's about Jesus, it's it's ultimately going to be about a prophecy of Jesus that I, I know we're going to talk some more about. Yeah, because that's uh, Friday. That's, that's, I know that's it's our Friday. Friday. You but, keep you keep bringing Jesus into the psalm each day this week. But it's like I, it's like I he's just, everywhere. He is all over this psalm. I mean, he really is. And so we've got messianic prophecy that he's going to come and fulfill. However, we want to be good Bible students, and we want to remember uh, David uh, is going to be writing about this, and it's going to have something to do with him. Because this is a quote, at least the way it's set off, excuse me, the way it is set off in, in every translation, verse 7 and verse 8, is a quote, Behold, I said, and here's David, Behold, I come in the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O my God, and your law is within my heart. Here is a confession and a profession of David. So in what sense is the writing about him in a scroll or the book of the law? I believe in the sense of he is a king. And in the book of Deuteronomy of the law, there is actually prescription given for how a king is supposed to be. And one of the things we see, I believe, in contrasting a King Saul with a King David is a King David really seemed to have a heart for God and a desire to do things in the way laid out in the word of God, certainly better than Saul. Now, does he do that completely? Does he do that perfectly? No. I mean, even beside the, the you know the sin with Bathsheba, eh, David seems to be multiplying wives a little bit, 
Right. Now, I mean, there's some oh, things. Oh, hold on. Are... You're getting ahead of yourself. Okay. Because you haven't told us what the law of the king is, and you just there referenced one of the laws of the king that's, that we, we may not be able to recognize. So you let me. Maybe let, we should go to. Can we go back the to Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 17? 17 let's let's read what this. we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, let's read sorry this. Because, yeah, you just jumped into that. So let's, That was bad. No, that's not bad. But, but let, me, let me hold you back. You're getting excited. Here's Deuteronomy 17, 14. When you come to the land that the Lord your God is giving you and you possess it and dwell in it and then say, I will set a king over me like all the nations that are around me, you may indeed set a king over you whom the Lord your God will choose. One from among your brothers you shall set as king over you. You may not put a foreigner over you who is not your brother. Only he must not acquire many horses for himself or cause the people to return to Egypt in order to acquire many horses. Since the Lord has said to you, you shall never return that way again. And he shall not acquire many wives for himself, lest his heart turn away, nor shall he acquire for himself excessive silver and gold. Verse 18, and when he sits on the throne of his kingdom, he shall write for himself in a book a copy of this law approved by the Levitical priests, and it shall be with him, and he shall read it in it all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God by keeping all the words of this law and these statutes and doing them, that his heart may not be lifted up above his brothers, that he may not turn aside from the commandment either to the right hand or to the left, so that he may continue long in his kingdom, he and his children in Israel. You brought up the the idea of the comparison between David and Saul, it really does seem to me like David might even in this psalm be making a claim. That right there, that passage in Deuteronomy, that wasn't about Saul. That's about me. Yeah. That's about, I'm the one because, go ahead. I was going to say, because which king's children were perpetuated? It was not Saul and Jonathan, that line. It was David and it was his line. Think about some of the connections on that. We've, we've referenced this before. Saul... When we get to why Saul gets removed, the statement actually comes down to because in the end he sought after the medium instead of seeking after the Lord, which actually tied him to the Israelites who get taken by Assyria because they sought after idols. Yeah. Here in this psalm, David is saying, I didn't go after lies. Yeah. I didn't pursue that. But that is what Saul ultimately did. When Saul was called up short because he wasn't seeking the Lord, he ended up continuing not seeking the Lord and just got worse at it. You know, there was a time when David didn't seek the Lord. And mm-hmm. and I know we want to jump to Bathsheba. We know he wasn't seeking the Lord about that. But do you remember when he was bringing the ark into the to, to Jerusalem? Yeah, that was another one. And Uzzah gets stricken. Yeah. And David is upset and he's angry. But ultimately he says, I know what happened. Yeah. What happened was we didn't seek the Lord. Yeah. The law says, yeah. I wonder if maybe between Uzzah and this time he got to that part in the law as he was writing it and coming up with his own copy. Maybe he decided to go reread that thing. Yeah. But <laughs> so here's, here's, he said, you know what? You were writing about me. I'm the one you were writing about. Notice the connections on heart. Yeah. And the here in the psalm, it talks about, I delight and my, my heart is with you. Your law is within my heart. And, yeah. And he says, it, and it wasn't just what I take is, it says he, he did not hide it in his heart, but that seems to be a contrast. I didn't merely hide it in my heart. But I proclaimed it, uh, you know, and, and spoke it out. I, that has struck me every time in verse 10, mm-hmm. because again and again, the psalmist will say, I have hidden your word in my heart. And you yeah. need to hide the word in your heart. But verse 10, I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. And I'm like, what? I have spoken. But I have spoken it. That's mm-hmm. right. And so mm-hmm. it's in the heart to come out. This is the way. 
This is the way. And that's the way of the king. He needed to be uh, declaring this thing because he was going to be representing God to the people and not to think too highly of himself. He is still one of God's people. Which was one of Saul's problems. Yeah. He he apparently started thinking more of himself. You know, he started off with that humility. It seemed humility where he was hiding instead of stepping up to what he'd been chosen for. But it progresses to a, a pride and an arrogance that places himself above God. Right. David says, you're talking about me. Yeah. You're talking about me. Now, I'm not king. But there's a sense in which this should be talking about me. Not that I have to go write a copy of God's word, though that probably wouldn't hurt. But I need to have that word in my heart. I need to know that I am not better than my brothers and sisters. I need to be following in the way of the Lord, doing his will. I need to be connected to this will of God. And I need to delight in it, and it needs to be in my heart. Love to know what you're learning about from the Psalms. We would love to get an email from you. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. How are the Psalms helping you? What are you reading? What's helping you there? Let us know. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Lord God, we love you. You are our God. You are our deliverer. Past performance does indicate future results. We are blessed, and it is because of you. You are the deliverer. Nothing compares to you. Your love has lifted us, and we are thankful. We praise you. We proclaim it. We, we remove all the restraints, and we praise you because you deserve it. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. <laughs> Since we, <laughs> we just, just agreed to this, we just, agreed. We just did that. Just, we just talked about we I was supposed to go first. Yeah. I was supposed to go first. Okay, okay yeah. All right. Uh... Yeah, that's a great question. Behold, I have come. <laughs> Buddy, I can't you, you tell you ready how. for that. <laughs> the Sinead O'Connor how threw you off. derailed I am because of Sinead O'Connor. I really have to, I need to reset. <laughs> okay.